podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I am your host, Tyler, the hovercraft of this podcast. I am your co-host, Jordan, the uh, the bathy scafe of this uh, podcast because I go deep. And I'm Kevin, your ante-host, which of course is Latin for before, and I'm the star tours of this podcast. Wait, what was, what was, what was yours, Jordan? Bathy scafe? It's a, is, it's a thing. That sounds like, like a, a tub toy. That sounds like something <laughs> let me, that let me consult, within a bathtub. Uh, let me consult Wikipedia. Don't right. forget your bathy scafe. A bathyscape is a free-diving, self-propelled, <clears throat> deep-sea submersible consisting of a crew cabin similar to a bathysphere, but suspended below a float rather than from a surface cable, as in the classic bathysphere. So, to, to the one guy that actually knew that and didn't have to look that up listening, congratulations. That was me. Yeah. You just won. You, Way to go, dude. You won. You, you're so proud of your, your bathy yeah. call. Bathyscape. You your, your reward is to stay single forever. Ninjas versus podcast word of the day, Bathyscape. It it just no, it sounds like somebody's it sounds like somebody's shaving their back. I am not comfortable with that term at all. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like one bit of it. Uh Bathy scrape. Uh Bathy scrape. I'm apathetic. I'm bathathetic. Ugh. But anyway, here on Ninjas vs. Podcast, once a week we take questions sent in by you, the listener. Ninjas versus pirates type questions and also would you rathers and we argue them out here on the show and so without further ado let's go ahead and get started our first question comes to us from eric tribio and it is one polar bear versus 50 koala bears go a fight oh man Who just in general win? yeah a single polar bear <laughs> Or 50 koalas. I think koalas... Who would win on the battlefield? Who would win in your heart? Koalas are just so unpredictably cute, you know? Like, they could all have guns. They could. You don't know. They could keep them in those ears. They could keep them in the, you know, in their fortress of eucalyptus. Um, They're capable of anything. Which is poisonous, by the way. Is it really? Poisonous to everyone other than uh, koalas. Oh, man. Well, done. Fairly sure. Then koalas win because what if if the battle takes place – what if the contest is, hey, how much eucalyptus can you eat? A polar bear? Oh, none. That's right. You're dead. Bummer. And and in fact, you're in a warm climate, so you don't even – you don't even know where you are. Uh, Koala bears, this is your wheel. What if a battle takes place – anywhere else though. yeah what if a what if the battle takes place on a polar ice cap <laughs> see but that's the thing i think koalas just being the plucky spirits that they are would band together all 50 of them huddle together for warmth and also hatch some sort of ingenious and cute plan um to to slice that polar bear's head off just what is what is a cute plan to slice a polar bear's head? Um, we're gonna perform. <laughs> we're gonna perform the entire lollipop guild dance, and and then all have machetes. So that's pretty cute, right? Well, I don't know. Polar bears are pretty ferocious. They are. I believe that they they're they're what they're the one animal that other than other than man, the most dangerous game, who will kill without any any provoking. Like, if they see something, since they're up there in the Arctic, they kill it. Just because they know that, you know, they might need to. Even if they're not hungry. 
Yeah. Even if there's no threat, they, they just kill, kill, they kill, kill, no matter those, what. They kill. Got those. money on my mind, and it's making me. A butt. They kill the. Oh gosh, that was terrible. They kill yeah, those gotta... Coke bottles, right? Yeah, that's they destroy those things. Well, they that's the thing. The caffeine in that Coke, the they're going to be alert and ready for these koala attacks, Kevin. The caffeinated Coke, it's gonna, it's gonna give them that, that extra drive to stave off any, you know, koala attacks. Yeah, and but, also okay, think the other thing about, about the other thing about polar bears is they are they are meat eaters. They are out there to kill and eat you. Whereas koalas, they consist their diet consists entirely of just one thing. That's eucalyptus. That's it. Eucalyptus. It's just. I mean, if it's if this battle takes place like anywhere there isn't a eucalyptus grove, the polar bear can probably just waltz away and wait for the koalas to die of starvation. Starve them out. I think you're underestimating the fact that they would have brought eucalyptus with them and hid it because they're they're that smart. That and I I think we also need to look at how how each animal markets itself. Um, koala bears have those awesome koala cookies with the chocolate inside of them, which are like the greatest third grade snack ever invented and, and the right now snack. I mean, you don't have to be in third grade, uh, to enjoy it, but, uh, and, oh wait, and polar bears have crappy Christmas commercials that nobody, everyone is tired of those. No, 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 they also have Klondike bars. Ooh. And what wouldn't you do for a Klondike bar? See, but that's that's the thing. That's it's the always... that's the incentive that the the polar bear needs to kill all those koalas. He knows that the Klondike bar is waiting for him at the end of the day if he is successful. This polar bear seems so lazy. Like, oh, I got to energize with the coke. Better have a Klondike bar after mauling these 50 koalas. <laughs> yeah, but those again, I think it's poor marketing. The sl- the slogan, what would you do with a Klondike bar? I- I'd eat it. That's what I would do. No, it's what uh, would you do really... for a Klondike bar? And clearly this polar bear would kill 50 koalas for a Klondike bar. Uh, I mean, I... Although I would like to see the marketing campaign, what would you do with a Klondike bar? Uh, well, I'd eat it, it. I guess, or put it under a table to make it a little higher. You know, put one under each leg. What happens when it melts? Then you get a new Klondike bar. <laughs> These are solutions, all right? Yeah, I mean... Um, how how else are we going to keep the market moving? Well, have you ever seen a, a, a koala bear its fangs? No, That's I don't what think I'm koalas saying. have fangs. Nobody, they, but they see, eat leaves, Kevin. Yeah, but you've never seen the inside of a koala's mouth. Nobody has. They're creatures of mystery and secret. They're like the ninjas of the animal world because you ninjas never see that are them slow. coming. But you never see they them. They do coming. scale walls. Exactly. They're more closely related to sloths than they are bears. Well, so are ninjas. Are you, are you on Wikipedia, Jordan? There it is. Right from right from Bathyscape to uh, Koala Bears. Done. Just keeps hitting that random page button. That's how I handle all my arguments. I don't know. Uh, this is this is a classic few against the many type question, though. Like, are 50 Koala Bears enough to, you know, swarm and take down a polar bear? Or is he just going to swipe them all off the face of the ice cap? I mean, I, I think they're definitely going to win. I mean... Picture this as well. They were they're all raised in the rugged Australian outback. Polar bears are are coddled from the day they're born. You know, they live in solitude and you know they're they're living in like a Thoreau Walden, you know, Those nice type balmy sub zero temperatures. Yeah. Uh, cuz they got that big fur coat. 
Whereas uh, koala bears got to fend off against kangaroos and didgeridoos and wallabies and Australians. Kangaroos. That's a tough. That's a tough place to uh, to grow up in. All right. Jordan, how are you feeling about all this? I think my view has already been expressed that I think the polar bear is just a dominant force in the in the natural order, and he is going to be. He's got he's got that cola, which I mean. It's going to give him the energy, the the sugar, the the carbs he needs, and the the caffeine he needs to stay alert and ready to kill all these these koalas. And he's he's got that Klondike bar reward. But I mean, Tyler, I I think the 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 final vote is going to come down to you on this one. Well, keep in mind, koala bears are super cute. Keep in mind, mm. being cute doesn't allow you to win anything in a fight. Uh, Unless I, well, the only way the polar bear might not kill them all is if he shows remorse for killing the first forty-nine, which he. I will. don't know. Not all polar bears are fierce, though. Uh, might I? Might I mention Bogey, the polar bear in Banjo Kazooie, the greatest video game of all which time, which we've all played. And he and are all. He does. He does hardly anything except for stand around and say. Well, Might I counteract well, with Eric Bernison, the polar bear from the His Dark Materials series and the Gold Compass, uh, who is a giant polar bear who wears battle armor and can kill anything. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. I have yet to see koala in battle armor. You know, go to G four. I'm a sucker for the underdog, and I I wanna I wanna support the koala bears, but I think in a realistic world, if you were a world, betting man. I think I think if I am honest to myself and to the rest of this great big blue ball we're all on, then I've I've got to say I've got to say polar bear, because they they are mountains of strength and ferocity and great great product placement. So, Eric, there you have it. First argument of the show. If you have to place a bet on, you know, 50 koalas or one polar bear, which I hope you do soon, very soon, then stick your money on that polar bear. He's he's in it to win it. He, you know, he's not just going to sit back and nap for about 18 hours a day and eat little leaves. Our next question comes to us from avid listener Emily Anderson, who would like to know... Fan art versus fan fiction. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, oh my word. So we, we're choosing which is better. Wait, so, so we should be uh, saying which is we, less Can we make worse. it an argument? We have to spend an entire year either reading fan fiction or viewing fan art. Which well, one would you uh, I don't think you need to even make it that extreme, but if you want to, Jordan, yeah, you could you're make welcome it, you to You could it. make it a week, and it would still reduce you to a husk of a man with no soul. It would just, it would destroy you. That's true. I, th- I think that you are not being fair to the good people of the internet, Kevin. Because there's been, pl- there have been good instances of both of these. This is true. Might I, might well, I, might I uh, cite the awesome community fan art out there that, like, Cast them as X Men or Batman villains or Street or Fighters, all that kind of stuff. That that's pretty sweet. And then on the other end of things, we have uh, that Methods of Rationality Harry Potter fan fiction, which is actually pretty cool. That was cool. Gosh, it, like no. replaces that's... magic with science, which 
what little boy or girl doesn't want to do that and <laughs> we also we also have the the greatest fan fiction of all time my immortal the the classic harry potter into my chemical romance fan fiction. <laughs> wait what <laughs> no it it must not be so it it is it is very so no? oh gosh no it's oh gosh so that's Tyler, first, are we going to have, are we going to, is the whole debate going to be about you defending fan fiction and fan art and me and Jordan talking about how terrible it is? No, we need to decide which is the lesser of these two. Oh, gosh. I will, okay, I will agree that they are almost universally oh, bad. Gosh. Well, to start with, I think we can point out that uh, the ninja koala that Kevin posted in the past the last <laughs> debate. Uh that came from DeviantArt, which is the the bastion of uh fan art out there. So Kevin, clearly you don't you don't It's the worst site. I don't pull no punches. It's the worst site. No, I, I I think I think that, you know, the visceral just this the visceral sensory assault, just that kind of initial punch right in the left eye that is fan art is pretty terrible. Um, but I'm going to say not as terrible as the protracted effect of the printed word. When you're rent- when you're reading, you know, like, uh, like a 40 page Gundam wing fanfic, uh, that's going to reduce you to, uh, to a, a, just a blubbering fetus of a man. Um, and I just, a, a Gundam wing fanfic where all the main characters are women instead of men. Oh gosh, no. I just can't. <laughs> it's so like fan fiction. It, I think that that the the potential of uh, evil for fan fiction, uh, it's just it's too much power to place in in the uh, in the hands of of people that can't write. And, and I or... I completely agree with Kevin. I I am also there's a lot of evil and vile fan art out there, but you know I. I will freely admit the the wallpaper on my laptop at this moment is a uh, a Mario Kart fan art uh, done in the style of a poster for the movie Drive, which came out last year, and it's pretty fantastic. It has has Mario as Ryan Gosling holding a hammer in his hand and uh, uh, surrounded by a bunch of Mario Kart weapons. Um, so yeah, like fan art brings fan art brings a lot of joy. Fan fiction, and the thing about fan art is, you know, I only have to look at it for five seconds, and then I can close it, and it didn't exist anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't hopefully burn in your mind. If I'm reading, and I'm, and if I see terrible fan art, it can actually be so bad it's funny. But I, why would I want to spend the time to read terrible fan fiction? And there's so much terrible fan fiction. It, it brings. I mean, there is. There are TV tropes uh, dedicated just to fan fiction types, like Draco Wears Leather Pants is a TV trope that describes all the fan fiction about Draco being the hero of Harry Potter and Harry Potter actually being evil. There is so much fan fiction... Case in point, my immortal. There's so much fan fiction on that topic that they created a trope for it. Why Why does that exist? I would agree with the direction this is going. I mean, I think I think we're all pretty like-minded because with fan fiction, you know, you have somebody who's investing a lot of time and energy into this world, a world that you ultimately get sucked into 
and have a hard, hard time escaping. And that you're committing, like, a lot of your time to. Because you can just glance over a picture and you're done. And, like, it's... If somebody's just, like, MS painting Bart in love with Sephiroth, then, you know, I'm... F- whatever. Go bananas, man. Like, who am I to judge your your counselor's methods? Well, <laughs> I, I think... I think we can all agree, though, that the combination of these two, which would be fan animation, is the most heinous. Fan animation. The fan most animation. heinous of all. <clears throat> the worst. Oh, no, the no. Worst. I definitely disagree. <laughs> those those Japanimes with uh, the um, Kim Jong-il fan fiction, those are, those, are, I think, those are the illest. Well, I think those are done by an actual studio. The Mahjong mashup? Uh, no, dude, well, that, that, that wasn't fan. That was an actual Japanese yeah. anime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's real. Um, that was real. Oh yeah, that and, was commissioned by the Korean government. And I'm sorry. Everyone should go watch that. By the way. No, I, I'm referring to fan-made Sonic cartoons uh, <laughs> that you can find on YouTube. Oh god. And are absolutely <laughs> terrible. Oh, I gotta go fast. Oh uh, yes. We gotta uh, go fast from this subject to well, something let's, else. Let's we also think about. Vote. Let's also so think let's, about the effects that it has on the creators. You know, I mean. Like you were saying, creators of, of fan... radiation, <laughs> creators of fan art. I mean, okay, you're you're drawing a picture and you're getting enveloped in a world of color and and line and perspective, and and that's all pretty all right. Um, but creators of fan fiction are uh, spiraling into a fictional world of their own delusion that they'll never pull themselves out of, and they will always believe. I completely agree. I believe you meant to the... say Spyro the Dragon is. <laughs> They'll always believe that Spyro Spyro the Dragon was actually Princess Leia's uh, brother and Luke was her half-brother. And Spyro is the only one that can do force (laughs) lightning after the demise of the Emperor. And uh, that eventually he has to face off and kill Kyle Katarn. Is your story done yet, Kevin? Yeah, that's about all I got. That's my fan fiction. My Spyro yeah, no, I, I, Star Wars. The, thing, the one thing I can do for fan art is if it's if it's terrible, I can at least tell my soul, like, hey, soul, maybe this person is doing it as a joke. <laughs> Whereas fan fiction takes way too much time and investment that, like, I just can't see them as joking. It's too hard, like, to write up, like, some long fan fiction. Whereas fan art, it's like, maybe this is a joke. This person did it to be funny, so. Yeah, you can always gouge, gouge out your eyes. That's true. And then, then you don't have to deal with any of them unless you have a sadistic friend who goes around reading you fan fiction. Oh, see, I subscribe to Braille yeah, fan my... fiction monthly, so I get all my uh... fan fiction in Braille. <laughs> no, my 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 vote is for let's go let's go fan art. I am a fan of fan art. Uh, yes, the lesser of the two evils is of course is of course fan art. I don't care how many shirtless pictures of Sephiroth there are out there. It's way better than a, a Sephiroth and Cloud romance fan fiction. And I will go ahead and hop on the fan art train. So, Emily, the lesser of two evils, fan art. And I will go ahead and take this uh, opportunity to say that we will more than welcome any fan art or fan fiction that you write... <laughs> about our show no stop that don't say please words no, i do not want it... any fan fiction written about don't, the show fan art is hey, I... we've back. gotten some great fan art submissions so far and our fan art is the best fan art 
but please no fan fiction. Yeah. Hey, I screen the emails, so send what you want. Unless, but <laughs> unless yeah, unless you insert us into unless it's really great. Yeah. yeah if you yeah. have us fighting dinosaurs yeah. or something like that, then go for it. But if you have us in Jurassic Park, that's okay. But not Jurassic Park two or we will three. Accept any Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have to have Muldoon and Samuel Park. Jackson with us. Yeah. Or if you insert us in place but, of Muldoon and Samuel Jackson, and I guess no, no the, dice. The boat captain. I, I want them with me. Insert us instead of the kids, because those kids are terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. yes. That would be... That stupid oh, hacker man. crap. Ugh. <laughs> I, we've got to move on before I get I get for trapped you, in this you, world. Yeah, that's right. This lost world. <laughs> oh. um, up next, our next question comes to us from Curb Your Entropy, who, via the form spring, would like to know, would you rather die happy or die happily? Oh, oh so oh. so dying happily would be like dying that all your life has been fulfilled and that kind of stuff dying happy would be dying in a really awesome way that makes you no happy. no see i think it's i think it's vice versa dying no it's the other way around uh-huh. it's yeah die happy you would like be, you are, you are dying happy. with a you are feeling happy and content. Oh, okay. Or you can die happily, which is like you die while laughing at skydiving. Bill and you, Ted's you most die, excellent adventure. You die at the end of an Oscar Wilde comedy. So it's like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, he got shot in the face. Now, but... That scene where they serenaded each other was great. Now I'm dead. <laughs> that was a great one. I love that. Um, see... Ah, I think, I think I would have to go die happily because, uh, because dying happy, you would be, you could be content, but you could also be, be being, you know, sliced up with razor blades. So it's like, yes, that's a good point. I have, I have fulfilled all of my life's goals and now my legs are being chopped off at the knee. Well, but you got to look at that on the flip side. Like, what if your family is being diced up in front of you, but you are dying because you are being force-fed cotton candy? I don't think that's, that, that's is dying. That dying happy? happy. I don't think it is. All right, dying well, hold on. What are what are how happy? How much do you like cotton candy, Jordan? <laughs> what are what are what's a? Give me some examples of dying happily before I can jump on the uh, bandwagon. Tickled to death, maybe. Yeah, that, no, that's um, torture, man. No, because you'd be laughing. Uh, um, no. Have wait, you, wait, wait. No. how about how about yeah? This? I think I think skydiving was a good example. Dying, like abrupt dying skydiving. Happily. Yeah, or um, maybe bungee jumping. Yeah, maybe Twizzler eating. Well, the problem with with bungee jumping and skydiving is the way you die in those those instances is you know you have that split second where you felt your bungee snap, or you pull your parachute, uh, and no parachute pops out. So you don't you're not dying happily at that point in time. You're you're like, oh crap, things went wrong, and then you die. Well no, again, I, I think I think you're confusing the emotion for the mode. You 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 die happily because it's just a quick shabam. Um, but also I would argue that dying while skydiving is both because yes, you're dying quickly 
but also, yeah, you have that moment of like, oh shoot, I don't have a, uh, of a, I don't have a parachute. But then you have right after that the moment of screw it, I don't need this parachute. I am going down with the ship, and this is gonna be awesome. That's true. The the one thing about skydiving, uh, you know, you're gonna die. So yeah. it's like, well, at least I know I'm not. Every gonna... time you go skydiving, you know well, and you're... your parachute doesn't work <laughs> exactly. You at least know that, hey, I'm not going to survive this and be like a paraplegic or something well, like that. You can you can be confident in that this is it. So I may as well enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, and then and then you're like, you're just trying to make it the sweetest possible. So you're like, oh, can I light myself on fire? Do I have gasoline and a match? Because that would be awesome to be a a blaze and falling to the earth. You going out in a blaze of glory? Exactly, literally. Not to mention, one guy actually did survive uh, sky uh, falling, you know, jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Was he on uh, fire? No. In World War One, uh, some guy jumped out of a plane and his parachute failed, and he fell through a forest of evergreens onto six feet of snow and survived. That's pretty awesome. Oh. That is pretty sweet. So. But, um, but that but doesn't really die, have anything so it's to do. not relevant. Right, so it doesn't. I just really wanted to show off that fact that I knew. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Acceptable. You're so smart, Kevin. Oh, thank you. I hope all of our listeners know how smart I, Kevin I is. I hope all of our female knows. listeners know how About. how much I put into my, my intellectual cultivation. Yeah, I mean, we're we're full of good tidbits like bathyscapes and uh, skydiving survivals and yeah. that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, again, I, yes. I think... Ladies! Ladies, do you want to get in my Mercedes? Um, it's hey, man, if you explode, like it, so. then you should let me put a ring on it. <laughs> but that is true. We, I mean, so would you rather would you rather die a horrific death, um, you know, being forced to watch uh, all of Jersey Arnold Shore. Schwarzenegger's uh, film, filmography? Um, uh uh, but, uh, but knowing... no, uh, that would be an awesome death. So, um, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is a wonderful uh, actor. All right, fine. Pick, uh, fine. All of Jeff Goldblum's filmography. Actually, that would be awesome. All of, too. all of every, every. That would be even better. Every okay. directed work of Uwe Boll. Yeah, there you go. Okay, um, yeah, that's, that's I think acceptable. we can all agree. So, all right, so that would be a terrible death. But what if you knew that in that death, you saved, uh, everybody named ted and they were all really good guys oh yeah just really good you know that's, and it's like very fulfilling you die happy why do you think outside the bun there kevin yeah, oh, that's, thank yeah you. that's dying happy yeah it's like yes i can get so i guess it's, it's sacrifice hope... versus self-happiness what if you were bullied by a guy named ted growing up and you were like i don't actually want to save this one ted uh well you could probably stipulate you could probably just say all Ted's except they for that have one a whole guy. conference about that one head or that one Ted. They have a whole conference about <laughs> that, that one head. The people with uh, one head, yeah, right? the that's Ted everybody. talk. The head, of the Ted, the Ted head, the um, head Ted. But that's uh, uh, and dying happily. I mean, what would be another dying happily like? Yeah, I just, I guess, just dying some, doing something fun. Yeah, like oh, I'm on a roller coaster and now I'm dead. Like not didn't have a heart attack. It was just your time. I'm going to jump on the Kevin train and go ahead and say that, you know, you're dying either way. I'll I'll die happy with the repercussions of my death rather than die happily while roller skating and eating ice cream. <laughs> oh, don't choke on that ice cream. No. Uh, that's what would happen. Too late. 
Yeah, and I feel like it's just... Goodbye, every person named Ted. (laughs) I loved this ice cream. This is rum raisin, and this is worth it. Um, I just... Yeah, I think it's just really selfish to to pick die happily. Because the only person that's going to benefit from that is you. You may die happily, but in the end, but you die what if you're right. what if your awesome death, like being set ablaze and launching a cannon into right. like, uh, what if what if all that what if that's televised and you bring joy to millions? <laughs> what was this some type of Roman Colosseum type situation? Yeah, Ooh, like I, what if you're a gladiator? What if you're a gladiator? I can't really wait to see this guy blood get it, blasted blood it all. out of cannon and die. I can't wait for that. It's going to be such a great Fox show. Dude, this guy is getting totally blasted. Um, I don't, yeah, I just don't, All right. I don't see it happening. Jordan, what is your final opinion? My final opinion is you the, gotta lock it. the same as it was when I started. I'd rather die happy. I don't care how I die. All right. So curb your entropy, keep on curbing it, and go ahead and die happy. It's It's not worth it to die happily. I mean... Just take the time that you have now to eat all of the nacho flavored bugles, oh, man. and then then you can just reach can die, reach for that tub of butter brickle ice cream and dig in. Reach for that brick of butter brickle. Reach for that butter beer, man. So drink it up. Up next, we have a question from Cody, who would like to know: Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook versus Tim Curry. As Long John Silver oh. in the movies Hook and Muppet Treasure Island, respectively. Oh, oh man! Oh, oh, wow. oh, oh wow! Wow! Okay. I've had this one on the burner for a while because it's hard. Yeah, gosh. This is you can't do this. I mean, you can't do this to me. We can do this, George. Yeah, we no, we're bigger than this. We're better. We're stronger. I worked real hard on this podcast for you to undermine it all now and just say that we can't do things. Guess what? This is too hard. We better quit indefinitely. We better just stop. Don't do it. We had a good run. Sorry, listeners. It's been great, guys. This question did us in, though. Well, you know, I was gonna die happy until I heard this question. Uh, See, now you have to answer it in order to die happy. So. Yep. Otherwise, you'll be trapped in you'll be trapped in pirate limbo. I mean, with with Captain Jack Sparrow. Because so so we have to narrow it just to those two roles because because yeah, you we cannot consider these careers. Yeah, we cannot far too. We can't consider Tim Curry in the movie Clue or. uh, Gosh, I love that movie, and I love Tim Curry in that movie, but that's not. We're not talking about that. We can't. Um, We can't consider Rocky Horror. Well, we probably shouldn't consider Rocky Horror. That's probably I know. The Tim well, Curry's I would have held I would have held that against Tim Curry. So yeah, you are absolutely right too. Um, anyway, though, um, man, he's just so lovably evil, and Which so's one? so's both of them. Gosh darn it! I can't do this. Let me help clear these yeah, waters give, a little bit and get please, my please opinion. Do. Out there. Which waters? They're both in water. I love I love Tim Curry. I think he's he's a man among men, but he's also a man among puppets. And we all know that the Muppets are infinitely awesome. Yeah. So you don't want to let yourself get confused and have those Muppets, you know, kind of kind of bring in him up along with them. Right. Because he's still a man. He's just he is. He's he a is Muppet a of a man. Whereas, yeah, he, uh, yeah. whereas Dustin Hoffman has such fantastic lines as 
Good form, Peter. <laughs> yeah. And now, 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 we're playing by Master Jack's rules. Resume the game. Resume the game. Also, if you look, if you look at Dustin Hoffman, he looks nothing like Hook. Unless you know that he's playing that role, it's it's real hard to pick out. It is it is a feat. It is an acting masterpiece. But then again, you could say that about Tim Curry too, because it takes a hell of a man to keep up with those Muppets and keep your interest. But I think I think you might be right. It's hard to to separate him from the Muppets in that movie. And you know, like like that, you know, Dead Tom's dead. Long John shot him. Uh, what a tremendous line. And uh, I can't. I think that that's what's happening right now is that I cannot. I can't separate the Muppets from, from the man. And, and I, you know, and, and it's hard too because they're, they're both very similar characters. You know, like Long John and Captain Hook are both, you know, they're gentlemanly pirates. Um, you know, eminently fashionable, both. Um, Long John makes that, that peg leg look like, like he's coming straight off the red carpet. He works those on Fifth Avenue at Fashion Week. Oh yeah. That's why they call him Long John Silver. Because he's money in the bank. Yeah. His Southern Hemisphere is money in the bank. So, oh man. (laughs) Uh... And I think I think I'm gonna have to weigh in, yeah, for for Dustin Hoffman for the Hoffman with with Captain Hook, because you know it, it takes a special man to be able to to handle that that Hook fanfare, you know, with the you know the the, the that Hook fanfic. The, oh gosh, no! Don't don't tell me don't alert me to any Hook fan fiction because it will it will convince me that there's nothing good left in the world and that there's no point. Um, the entire fanfic is just the word Rufio repeated over and over for about seven thousand times. See, and that's the thing you can't you gotta you gotta separate the Rufio, the Rufio from the hook, hook as well. Fic. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> oh, separate that. Um, but you know the the you know that shiny hook you know that he that he has buffed and polished. You know, it's just he, he pulls off that gentlemanliness so well. Pulls off that hook so well. Oh uh, yeah, really. look at yeah, he pulls it off just and then puts it back motion. on. Yeah, but let's look at this from this perspective. Uh, which one of these pirates also had a pretty smashing singing number in their film? That's a good point. Tim Curry sings. Oh shoot! He is a singing pirate. Can we can we not give him some credit for love, his? That's a good, most lovable kind of pirate. Oh my gosh! Also, he has to deal with having only one leg throughout the entire movie. Are you gonna pull? So you're gonna pull like a handicap yeah. card? Is that well, I we think we agreed last week that. Wait, what did we agree last week? <laughs> Nothing. In, in in peg leg versus hook. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember. Also, let's remember, you know, a long time. We John, agreed that both would be great to drink out of. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. We did. Long John's That's the true. Long John's the cook. He can make. Oh wait, are we comparing the characters or just? I think it's both. You gotta, you gotta do both. Actors. Both. Well, Long John Silver, both. he he climbed up from the from being ship's cook and just took advantage with his street smarts of the situation, you know, to to get that treasure. And I mean, maybe he was a little evil along the way, but no, no less or more so than our our good Captain Hook. And uh, you know, he's he's really just 
the American plight of like coming out of poverty. He's just trying to get trying to get that gold and silver for for his little silvers back home. And you know, I I can't. I feel like we got to fight for for long jump. Plus, Hook is just sinister. I mean, man, look, look listen to this line. But he's also been around for a while, though. It takes a lot of work to run an island. Well, right. hold on. Listen got, to listen to Captain James thumb. Hook to Peter as he traps him and grinds his hook near his face. You know, you're not really Peter Pan, don't you? This is only a dream. When you wake up, you'll just be Peter Banning, a cold, selfish man who drinks too much, is obsessed with success, and runs and hides from his wife and children. Doesn't that just tear apart your soul, hearing that? Might I counter-argue with the fact that he's just a bad, bad man who needs a mommy really badly? And so can we really hold that against him? Right. Yeah, and, and I think, um, I think two, uh, two things. One... Um, I think that, I think that Captain Hook is a lot more vulnerable than, than Long John. Um. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, all it takes is one alligator falling on him to kill him. And, and the clocks. Yeah, I mean, that alligator didn't even close its mouth. Right. And, and honestly, and all the clocks, I mean, it just takes one clock, a chiming to set him into, you know, the, a kind of, uh, you know, Stygian coma type thing where he, he just, you know, wants nothing more to just, than just murder everything. Um, you know, that's, that's sad. You know, he needs help. Uh, and Long John, he's, you know, he's just kind of a cold calculated, uh, uh, I think he kills people. So he's a cold calculated killer. He killed and dead Tom. He did kill dead Tom. So there you go. Um, two, Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook pulls off those curls like no other man that I that's, know. I don't think those are, I think that's a wig, my friend. Uh, regardless, I think it takes a, a real man to pull off curls. And I don't think that Tim Curry does that as, uh, as well, Long John. How about I counter with this? You know, Captain Hook, he's captain. He's got a whole crew behind him. He's got a reliable first mate in Bob Hoskins Smee, <laughs> who is also Super Mario. I mean, like, <laughs> you... He's got this whole band of pirates with him. Long John, you know, at one point takes over the ship, but everyone betrays him. And he's all on his own. He's so much more vulnerable from the sense that, you know, he doesn't have any friends except for Jim. And he even betrayed Jim. And it's- I think it, as you're describing that, he just he just comes out as more and more of a jerk. So he takes over his ship, betrays his only friends, and it's just, just generally kind of a jerk to everybody. Um, he's stepping on people, stealing apples. Uh, these are not these are not the hallmarks that's true. of a of a gentleman. Uh, the stealing apples, especially, you know. No, that's the worst. Yeah, do you know? Can we forgive that you know, in today's modern era? Do you know how expensive apples were back then? They were imported. Johnny Appleseed had to sow all those trees. But hold on, hold on. Well, didn't didn't Dustin Hoffman Hook point. kill Glenn Close the pirate? He had That's her true. killed. Had her put killed. her in the boo box. Did not. Yeah, he put her in the boo. The boo box. Isn't that that just sounds sinister? The boo box. Yeah, but it, like the it scorpion. wasn't his fault that scorpions stung and killed her. They could have not. That was their choice, I think. So yeah, uh, these are sentient scorpions, right? Uh, All right. <laughs> they were Jordan. Clearly, yeah, your vote. I am firmly on the side of a man among Muppets, uh, Long John Silver, and Tim Curry. Kevin? I gotta go Dustin Hoffman as Capitan Hook. And I will also lock my vote in to the Hoffman 
He is just that is oh, so good. God, what a that, performance! That is a roll among rolls. What a performance! He is fantastic. Taking that earwax to to you know to curl his mustache. Uh, uh, can't say I haven't done classy. that. A time or they did name the movie after. So, the good point. Uh, our final question comes to us from Ben Nemeth. Thank you, Ben. Who would like to know? Would you rather participate in an eating contest or a drinking contest? The catch being that the outcome of the contest is that you come in close second and all of your gorging and gluttony was for nothing Ooh. and that you survive. That, first of all, no. Ben, that is a super well thought out scenario. I have been very impressed by it. Is the drink you, alcohol? He is, he is a steady, steady supporter well, of the show. It could be anything. I, he doesn't specify. And we know that he doesn't specify because he specified everything else. So clearly he did not That's want true. to specify that. Okay. So. I, but it um, could be alcohol. Could be. Which, um, oh, the calories. Which, how many other contests are even out there? Uh, milk, milk chugging. Oh, which is a, that's terrible. A fiendishly evil contest idea. Because everybody loses in that contest. Even yeah, if you everyone win, loses. You're you going to end up puking. Unless you're, yep. even if you're a pro at it, you're still, your stomach's still feel going to feel terrible. Well, and you've just ingested a ton of cow pus, so nobody oh, won. Oh, yeah, the cow pus. You know who you are if you engage in the drinking contest and lose? I'll tell you who you are. You're that large, might be a man, might be a woman. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, ah. who goes in the drinking contest against that girl and then, you know, kind of grins for a little while and then falls over. Did you see how how distraught the natives were over that? How how quickly they abandoned him and his friendship her. and his him, family? Him, her. Who are not, him, her. It, it. It, it's family. That's where the abominable snowman came from. He just wandered off into the hills. Plus, it was Shamed. it was totally emasculated slash effeminated by by losing to that woman. Can you be effeminated? Does that happen? I have no idea. What is what is the yes, opposite does, of emasculate? I have that would no be idea. it. Yeah, but I just don't. I'm not. I, yeah, do we, we need to find some some documented cases of that because I just just for me. Um, well, I I don't know. I feel like. I feel like an eating contest proves more about your endurance. Um, you know, a drinking contest, uh, yeah, you're going to see, especially if it's if it's alcohol, all right, you're going to try not to get drunk. And if you don't get drunk, then basically you win. So great. Uh, you didn't get drunk. But an eating contest, you have to eat through pounds and pounds of pain and, and just terrible indigestion and possible dysentery. Uh, a lot of diarrhea. I mean, I think it's going to wreck your system a lot more to do an eating contest. So to come in second place, actually, that would suck real bad because then you went through all of that Especially pain. Especially when you not. lost to that scrawny Japanese guy. Yeah, what the heck? There's no need for a big and tall store in Kyoto, all right? No one uses that. Nobody told you to bring a large glass of water to dip your hot dog buns in. Uh, Who would even think of that? The yes. fact that you did is just to make gross. them softer. Oh, uh, so gross. gross. Um, yeah, and yeah, you're gonna lose to some tiny kid, and he's gonna be in fourth grade, and it's gonna make you feel bad about yourself. Whereas a drinking contest, I hope a fourth grader isn't entering into that, because if so, somebody call the police. That kid's drinking underage. I don't I don't care. You see, my my thing is though that with like with an eating contest with food, you can 
you know, you can reach a content level of being full. Like, even if you don't win, then you're like, oh, man, like, if it was really good, you're like, oh, that tastes really good. Whereas your thirst gets quenched after, like, maybe one, two drinks or something. Like, if you're if you're drinking a whole bunch of regular reg regbev, then it's it's like it's it's pointless once you get to the second place. Whereas if you're drinking alcohol and stuff, then you know you've like wrecked your liver all for nothing. Well, and there's I think there's a much higher chance of of projectile vomit with with liquid than there is with food. Yeah, but I was just about to get to like that. It to is it. much more comfortable. From a vomiting standpoint, to vomit liquid than food. Because, well, and as a I spectator, mean, liquid, oh yeah, as, good point. As yeah. a spectator of vomit, I would so much rather see liquid vomit than solid, chunky hot dog, burger. Yeah, I mean that's, vomit. Just, that's just gross. And I mean we're we're coming in second place here. I mean I we're we're gonna throw up. I'm yeah. pretty sure unless Ben specified that we keep it all down, we're probably gonna puke afterwards. Yeah. So he says you survive, so you don't yeah. die. You don't die. We probably puke. So, I mean, you know, if it was an alcohol drinking contest, you're definitely going to puke. Otherwise, you're going to give yourself alcohol poisoning. I mean, that's just a natural body reaction. And, I mean, you know, it's just, it's going to feel better. But with food, you're going to give yourself body food poisoning, (laughs) which is calories and fat. Well, yeah, I I mean, post-contest, you know, you've lost... None of your family, they've all hung their head in shame. None have come to your support. Um, they've all left. And uh, you've, you know, people have thrown mud on you. Uh, to get rid of the vestiges of that contest, it is way easier to get rid of excess liquid than it is to get rid of excess solid. And uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot more pleasant for the people that are using the facilities yeah. after you. And, and, and think of that, that, that walk of shame home that you're like, Oh, I got these soft pretzel crumbs all over me from that time I lost the soft oh, pretzel. Oh wow, eating. soft pretzel eating contest would be the best contest. Yeah, uh, especially when you come in all over you and care. you look down at your gut and it's just like sticking out like four inches further than it was yeah. before you started. And you're like There are uh, those distinct lines of soft pretzels that you swallowed whole, like an anaconda. <laughs> um, and it's like if I'm if I'm coming back from a drinking contest, I just have to know I, I either if I didn't puke it all up, you know, I'll urinate it the next day or two. So it'll, it'll all be gone. It's not going to stick with you. Yeah, and, and speaking will. speaking from someone who has done competitive eating challenges, it makes you feel terrible after you're done. I, I've, I've done the, the Big Bell Value Meal, seven tacos, three burritos. Um, that was a terrible feeling. Have you done um, a Crave Case yet, Kevin? Uh, no, I don't from, know what uh, that is. That's from White Castle. Uh, Crave oh, Case is like 20, 20 White Castle sliders for oh, like 15 gross. bucks. Gross. Um, Did you say White Castle? White Castle. <laughs> white Lower Castle? <laughs> um, lower I, White Castle. I, I, have, I have eaten... White, <laughs> white Trashle. I, um, I, have, I have eaten uh, a Crunchwrap Supreme, a taco, and then a Double Down. Oh, wow. Was that a dare? Yes. Uh, well, no. I wanted to try the double down, and we were, were in, you in a fugue state. We were in a half, uh, half KFC, half Taco Bell establishment. And, you were in a, uh, you were in a combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Exactly. And yes, so that's I, the only combination that I frequent. So I went for it. Yo, I don't see you here, dog. And it was terrible. Um, 
I, I'm still an avid supporter of the, the Noah's Ark, the burger with two of every animal in the burger kingdom. But you see, the thing is, again, with like with Jordan's shame idea, if you're having a drinking contest, chances are you're in like a frat house somewhere or a basement or some dingy bar with a mechanical bull. But if you're having an eating contest, there is a very, very high chance that you are on the television mm. in front of in front of the entire world, you know, with a dude with with spiky hair, you know, shouting words behind you and ice tips. And do I want you that? you bear that you bear that shame in front of everyone. I mean, you've got the notoriety of like, hey, I was on a show, but at the same time, they all know you as that guy who couldn't. Who couldn't, couldn't beat Kobayashi? Get down that. Couldn't finish that three three thousand candy cane. Well, and that's the thing. Everybody who sees that is always going to be like, "Oh, I could have done that. You didn't do that. I totally could have done that." And it, like that's going to be your entire life afterwards. Right. So, that's and I feel right. like and more people would say that about food than liquid because people just don't care about liquid. And it's like, uh, I probably could have done that. But if you're in a bar, been. chances are and they're drunk too, and they've forgotten it by now. With, yeah. with very few exceptions, other than if you're you're uh, drinking prune juice or Metamucil, uh, you're not going to get diarrhea from a drinking contest. Oh, but and what you're if probably you're in or, or the flip side, contest. you're probably not going to. It's get... actually it's actually a dressing drinking contest. <laughs> you're not so. going to get constipated either. Like I want to be regular. It's important to me to be regular. Um, so. Drinking contest is definitely much more in that interest. Gosh, but I don't know if we just we just opened up like a, a horrible cavalcade of drinking contests, like Metamucil drinking contest. That would uh, be awful. A, a Thousand Island dressing drinking contest, like those are those are some heinous hot sauce drinking contest. Oh gosh, no. I don't. I don't know. I. How I many bottles be... of Tabasco can you drink in ten minutes? Oh no! I think I might be changing my vote just because those are so. I there are probably a lot more unnatural drinking contests that you can have than eating contests. Because like, if it's an eating contest, uh, yeah. at least you're gonna eat it. Unless it's like a Fear Factor and you're eating like horse rectums or something. Yeah, that might be the eating contest. Uh... Like, who's the one who can eat this like half digested bird? Uh, so oh. never mind. There is a lot of there's a lot of horrible eating contests and drinking contests. I... Yeah. Which one goes down smoother, I'm... Kevin? Which it's one go- goes down uh, smoother? The liquid. I'm gonna. I'll go ahead. I'm gonna lock myself into the into the uh, the e <laughs> liquid contest being better. Yeah, I, I, I will also. as well. And stick my. Stamp of approval. Yeah. I think we can make that unanimous. Yeah, because they're gonna come. You're gonna come in second. You'd rather have an easy loss than a, a horrifyingly difficult before and after loss. And I think Kevin's point that you know eating competitions are televised more than drinking competitions. That was Tyler's. That was thank totally you. Totally Tyler's. Thank point. you for. Oh. The... I I resent that in every sense. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, I'm you. giving it to Kevin. Thank you. It sounded better in my head coming out of coming you know his mouth. Uh, eating contests are more often televised. I feel like I did that better. Yeah, definitely. So it's unanimous. This Friday, Kevin's going to get an email <laughs> offering him a job. It's like, oh wow, uh, you're such a broad thinker. Would, Kevin. would you like to way to muddy the waters? Would you like to talk? Would you about like all of the careers? Eating contests, all of them, all of the careers. Here they are. Would you like all of them? At least all of them. <laughs> I hope you love it. Um. So, Ben, thank you very much 
And next time you got to throw down, go ahead and challenge them to a drinking contest. But I'm sorry you're going to lose. You're going to just barely get second place. But it's okay because you'll, you'll keep going. And thank you to everyone who listened to our episode this week. Uh, thank you especially to Kirby Sampson who wrote a really great article about the show for my local paper. Thank you so much. If anyone's here from the Collegian, uh, it's... It's, it's a pleasure to have you. As ever, uh, ratings, reviews, all that stuff on iTunes is helpful, but we'd much rather you just share the show with a friend. Uh, we'd like to thank our, uh, our host, Eric Terribio of Sparrows and Crows, who hosts us on his web server and also provides our awesome song, Ultraviolet Bliss, which is our outro, and Animal Tropical, who does our fantastic intro. 20 miles if you would like to be one of the goo goo cats who sends a question into the show you can send one to ninjas versus that's vs no period podcast at gmail.com you can find us on formspring at formspring.me slash ninjas versus podcast ninjas versus podcast on twitter or you can find us on our facebook group which is facebook.com slash ninjas versus podcast and Probably the place where we're the most active. We'll post a lot of uh, videos, some uh, some very nice pictures that Kevin found during the <laughs> recording of our episode, which are waiting waiting for me in the Google chat box. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, plenty of other things, and we'd love to hear back from you there. So, plenty of ways you can get involved with the show. Thank you so much for listening. And now, our final question keeping with our ninjas versus pirates theme which is ninjas versus monster trucks go speed round uh i'm gonna say uh monster trucks because no one defeats uh count trucula no one does it uh i'm gonna also go with monster trucks because i'm assuming this monster truck is being driven by a polar bear and these ninjas are koalas and I will also say monster trucks because no matter how many hordes of ninjas are running at them, they're just going to jump over all of them and then like 50 buses. So not even a big deal. So thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time... Survive a skydiving accident. How about... <laughs> Well, Master Hawkins, it seems your little family has come together against me. Good, good form. Upstage, lads, this is my only number. To the southeast! Multi-armed Zanzibanian short women and their exploding wings of death! Uh, I, <laughs> so many good lines there. But, but there were fewer, um, there were fewer Tim Curry quotes than were done. great. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, that's true. Tired from all the fun and games, we'll hit the ground. Let the grass scratch up our legs, and we'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss. We've, I've got this Amish hot tub. It's powered by fire. Just only fire. It's just, basically, it's just a big cauldron. 
but it's real <laughs> hot in here, girl. Get get it. <laughs>